the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And we are currently running a <laughs> heater. Because last night, Lundy, uh, I think this might have been the first time, uh, maybe in roughly a millennium, uh, that we went five for five on our selections. Jeremy Grant hit the over on his points prop against the Nets. Uh, Notre Dame won outright against Duke because Duke is allergic to playing defense. Penn State kept it nice and snug. Didn't get the win, but they got the cover. VCU handled business against the Dayton Flyers. And then West Virginia also won, and they won straight up in spectacular fashion against Texas Tech in Lubbock. But really the story of the night, Lundy, was there at uh, that game in Lubbock between the Red Raiders and the Mountaineers because Chris Beer got his money's worth at the end of the contest, getting a tee, berating uh, the referees for, you know, I, I guess a culmination of missed calls uh, or egregious ones that he disagreed with. And then he's walking around, and I'm not really sure what happened. I don't know if it was an intentional slide or he just absolutely slipped and fell, but he did save himself because, you know, regardless of whether or not it was intentional, uh, he falls to the court floor and then turns the ref and gives the T sign to say, yeah, give me that second technical. The ref looks at him and tees him up and he says, you're out of here. And then Beer gets up, continues to yell. As he's yelling, he's walking over to Hugs, uh, gives him some knuckles, and then exits the court. One of the more hilarious meltdowns I've seen, but... Was the fall intentional? You, as an intrepid investigative reporter that you are, uh, what have you unearthed? What is your opinion on this? Because I, I think it, you know, after watching it like 15, 16 times, I'm not really sure if he meant to do it. I am going to call intentional, and it's because if you go back and watch, I feel like I'm Tony Romo with the Telestrator right now. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. Uh, I, here's what I think. If you go back and watch, when he falls to the court, he does the, like, figure four slide like yeah. you do in yeah. baseball. Yeah. He tucks that right leg under, and to me, that is what shows that he was intentionally trying to drop to the court because I think had he not tucked that leg under, he would have just fallen straight on his ass yep. uh, and that would have been really awkward the fact that he does the little tuck he was doing it on purpose and that meltdown was spectacular but the best part the best part was that in the middle of his tirade he goes hey hugs good game <laughs> <laughs> and if the that thing is you, you know huggins uh, obviously smiling under the mask right he's probably laughing his ass off inside thinking you know what uh, that was very well played because, you know, all these coaches, they've been through these moments where they're out there and they're just red in the face because they're so angry, so infuriated uh, by the accumulation of bad calls. I, like, look, I'm going to go out with a bang. I, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to earn this second technical and then get tossed. It's just part of the game. Hugs has been there before. He's not as fiery as he used to be, Bob Huggins, now that he's uh, more placid in his older age. But early on in his career, oh, yeah, he used to get that routinely, whether it's Cincinnati or even his early days at WVU. 
So there you go. It was it was spectacular, dude. It, <laughs> it was, was so it was. I was watching that game because obviously we had some bets going on it, and I was trying to see how it was going to finish. But I was watching, and that meltdown started. And I literally, it was a let's get get the popcorn ready because th- <laughs> this is about. I could just tell that it was going to be one of those that we're going to be like. I'm waiting for the memes. I'm yeah. waiting for the gifts to take yeah. over social media. It was spectacular. That was a good one, uh, no doubt about it. And we certainly needed that. Uh, added entertainment value. Just a cherry on top of the Sunday of a straight-up win for WVU and cashing in on all my parlay bets that I had tied to the Mountaineers as well. Look, if you want to get in on some college basketball or anything else, you need to do so right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. And have you ever wanted to give yourself better odds on winning a bet? Well, with DraftKings Sportsbook, they are giving you a chance to do just that. All players who place a bet on Sunday night's hoops game between the Lake Show and the Nugs will have a hand in lowering the over-under on the game. That's right. For every 1,000 players who bet the over on Sunday night's game, the over-under will drop by one point. Uh, every better who hammers the over on Sunday's Denver versus Los Angeles game helps to lower the game's over-under total. The best part is that even as the line lowers, the odds remain at even money. That's right. You can double your cash by hammering the over. It's that simple. So here's what you got to do. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN when you sign up to hammer the over on Sunday night's basketball game between L.A. and Denver. For every 1,000 people that bet the over in Sunday's game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the over hitting. So tell your friends and family, this is a team effort after all. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code FTN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia residents only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT-OR-IN-VIRGINIA. Call 1-888-532-3500. With that, on this hump day, and we're going to have some hockey picks later on, edition of the pod, let's get to the Fade 5. Number five. All right, let's go and tip things off in the Big East here, Lundy, and let's uh, continue to ride that hot wave of action. Uh, hopefully, you know, we're going to go 6-0 and uh, with this game, though it's kind of a little bit later tip time as far as Big East contests go. But we got Marquette traveling uh, to Philadelphia to face off against the Villa Nova Wildcats, and this is a rematch of a bludgeoning uh, issued by Nova 85-68 to back in December, right before Christmas. Uh, Nova in that game drilled 13 trays, committed just four turnovers, and netted 1.29 points per possession. Now, uh, the Eagles are more parakeets uh, on defense, particularly in league play. They're giving up 1.075 points per possession and a mind-blowing 39.9% along the arc. So they're not exactly challenging some of those perimeter shots. Uh, Nova shooting over 38% in Big East action this season. So Gillespie, Samuels, Daniels, uh, they're about to go off in this game. Uh, Throw with the fact that Marquette is super sloppy with the basketball, turning it over at a 20.2% clip uh, within league play. Uh, That should lead to a lot of spread outs, some transition buckets, some high percentage opportunities. I think Nova cruises to a 15-plus point win in this one and covers the 10-and-a-half. Feed or follow the sharp-dressed man, Jay Wright, and his club going up against Marquette at minus 10-and-a-half. He does have a fantastic sense of style. I'm going to give that man a lot of credit for that. Even in a tracksuit, Lundy. Even in a tracksuit. 
Yeah, it's just it's one of those like he should be getting making some dollars on the side here with uh, with like a men's clothing line or like being a spokesperson for one of these companies. Uh, I'm going to follow you on this one. Villanova uh, eight and six against the spread so far this season. Marquette a bad six and 13 against the spread. So this is just a game that lines up with the fact that Marquette will not take care of the basketball. Villanova should be able to cruise with this one, win it by a dozen or more. Nothing vanilla about Villanova. Number four. All right, let's move on to the Missouri Valley Conference, which we have featured often on this podcast. And you know the phrase that normally pays, never fade the Drake. And that certainly applies tonight against Northern Iowa. And you might think to yourself, oh, Farouk Amush, uh, you know, the old school Northern Iowa teams had all the success in the NCAA tournament, uh, particularly knocking off your wife's uh, Kansas Jayhawks in round two. I remember that very fondly. Um, th- this is not the same club. Uh, this is one of the you know, more middling teams in the Missouri Valley this season. I know Drake has really stumbled here these last three games. Listen to these numbers, Lundy. Over the, that three-game stretch, uh, they have scored 1.072 points per possession, which is outstanding, but they've given up 1.079 points per possession. Uh, that is no bueno. Uh, really getting attacked around the 10, allowing 51.4% over that span. Still on the season in conference play, the Bulldogs packing some bite, number two in offensive efficiency, number two in defense defensive efficiency uh you know both these teams are exceptional in terms of rebounding Brody versus Fife uh is going to be a critical matchup Brody of course playing for uh Drake Fife for uh the Panthers of UNI uh so that one I think is really going to be neutralized but really the difference in this game is going to be Northern Iowa's proneness for turning it over uh they've had a lot of problems in that department buttery digits on the fingers uh 20.7 turnover percentage in MVC play this season so you know with those sprint outs as a possibility and if the threes are dropping uh if you look at what drake did against valpo in that split you know experiencing the first loss of the season they were just seven to 28 along the arc so wilkins murphy and penn had got to show up and have that smooth silky stroke from way downtown to get the cover and i think they will so give me drake minus 10 against northern iowa and again like i always said never fade the drake Fade or follow, Lundy. Yeah, never fade him except for these last four uh, games, <laughs> right. and in which case that was uh, that was pretty bad because they only covered in one out yeah, of those profitable. four. But you know what? In 16 games, Northern Iowa's only covered four times for crying out loud, and they are one and seven against the spread in their last eight road games. This is lining up perfectly for Drake to be able to uh, apply the bumper sticker to the back, never fade the Drake. Uh, and I'm going to roll with you on this one because I think this is the opportunity for them to get back on track, especially with a, uh, a turnover-prone Northern Iowa team. This, to me, turns into an offensive uh, sprint for Drake, and I think they jump out to the lead. I think they stay there, and I think they comfortably cover the 10 points. Earn those snossages and make us some dollars, Drake. Number three. All right, let's go to the NBA and our player prop of the day, presented by MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Go to MonkeyKnifeFight.com right now and play a DFS game unlike any other. It's just you against the house on your favorite player props, over under, more or less, and all the stats that you know and love. Use that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN. And as a new user, you score a free $5 game on the house. Have an MKF in good time only 
at monkeyknifefight.com. And, yes, I'm going to pick, uh, pick on the Brooklyn Nets uh, yet again. Uh, we scored the cash money, baby. Rolling in those greenbacks to Jeremy Grant yesterday as he had a mammoth game of the box score, uh, smashing the over on his points prop. I think Demonis Sabonis, uh, the pride of Gonzaga, uh, the son of not your Vetus, not our Vetus, uh, or not your Vetus, my Vetus, he's our Vetus. That's what I meant to say. Uh, Sabonis, former Portland Trailblazers great, uh, and a guy that's just putting up stupid numbers right now across the board. And I'm going to go with the good old-fashioned PRA, points, rebounds, and assists for Sabonis at 38.5. And I'm going to take the over, which he has done this in four of his last seven games, a player that's averaging 21 points per game, and then points. 0.7 rebounds per contest and 5.5 dimes per game, Lundy. Uh, you look at the Nets, uh, they're inside the bottom 10 uh, in multiple categories defensively, uh, especially since they acquired James Harden, who is Casper the Friendly Ghost when it comes to you know defending just about anybody. Uh, Brooklyn, number 22 in the NBA in defensive rebounding percentage D and number 27 in defensive efficiency, giving up 1.193 points per possession for the last three contests. So if you look at the FTN Daily Advantage, DVP tool. Uh, this is a top five matchup pretty much universally for the skill set that Sabonis possesses. Uh, he's a dimer, check. Score, check. Rebounder, check. Uh, skilled center slash point forward, check, check. All top five across the board. Nothing but green lights there in a string. So for me, Sabonis, I think, is going to hit at least 40 on the PRA and take advantage of this meek D of the Nets. Fade or follow. I'm going to follow with this one for kind of the same reasons we were talking about yesterday with Jeremy Grant. When we talked about his point total, you and I both said that we thought he might even hit 30. Well, he hit 32. And by the way, uh, uh, Grant's PRA yesterday was 31 and a half. He hit it by it, but just with the points alone. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a bonus. You look at his PRA, you talked about it at 38 and a half. Well, his points total is at 21 and a half. And I think he's going to crush that. Um, so you put all that together, you look at his overall averages. And I think that by the time the game is done, his PRA is going to be at 40 or 41 when you put all those together. So to me, this is another follow. Sabonis has been on a hot streak. And again, look at the damn matchup, people. The Nets don't play defense. Nope. Splash your account with Sabonis. Number two. All right, let's go to the ACC, and let's talk about another rematch on the docket tonight uh, between Virginia and Georgia Tech. The last two time these two teams met, it was decided by just two points in Charlottesville with the Cavs scoring the ultra-tight and snug win. In that game, uh, it was a really a, a coach's dream. Barely any turnovers, 15 combined, and both teams really lit it up from three, particularly the Yellow Jackets. Pack and sting along the arc 9 of 15 uh, from uh, the perimeter in that particular game uh, triples will sway the outcome of this rematch you know Georgia Tech shooting 39.9 percent along the arc in ACC play in Virginia you know, everybody talks about this pack line defense and how they suffocate and strangle the opposition uh, but they are an exceptional three-point team as well netting 41.3 percent along the arc so Ultimately, I think Tony Bennett, what he's going to do, he's going to tell his guys, let's control tempo in this game. Let's keep this in a half-court setting. We are the slowest team in the country, after all. We are the Galapagos Tortoises. And when you do that uh, and you limit the turnovers, in Georgia Tech, which usually feasts on some of those turnovers, uh, they're not going to get those easy, high-percentage buckets on the other end in transition. So uh, do that, and you feed the post, uh, particularly the 7-footer, Jay Huff, uh, knowing that Georgia Tech's given up. 
the one of the highest two-point percentages in ACC play combined, too, with UVA's constrictive defense. And, and I think they're going to score the cover here at minus four. It's going to be tight. It's going to be close. These teams really match up well with one another. But, again, execute on those deliverables that I laid out. And I think Virginia Tech – or Virginia, excuse me, wins this by five or more points against Tech. Fade or follow. This is going to be a tight one, Brad. I think this is the bet sweats waiting to happen uh, as you get to the latter part of the game. I, I'm going to follow, um, but again, I think this one's going to wind up being really close. And by the way, I'm going to buck what you're talking about with that defense. I would throw out there that at 126 and a half, I would take the over in this one. Despite that defensive uh, uh, pace that Virginia can play, I actually think that is too low of a total for these two teams mm. in the ACC. I actually like the over in this one, believe it or not. But I will take your uh, follow on the minus four because I do think that this feels like a five or six. But, ooh, we might be clinching late. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I'm tightening up on the rear end right now. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, before we get to Lundy's Hump Day Hockey Selection, uh, we got a battle of the Big Ten that we need to discuss. Rutgers going up against the Iowa Hawkeyes, who are plummeting right now uh, in the ranks, whether the Big Ten or on the national scene. And I'm going to take the visiting Scarlet Knights plus six here, Lundy. Uh, since January 25th, Rutgers is the most efficient team of the Big Ten. Yeah, even more efficient than Illinois, uh, more efficient than, well, Michigan because they've been on a pause. <laughs> really anybody. Uh, during that stretch, 1.094 points per possession score while giving up just 0.778 points per possession. So getting it done on um, both ends of the floor. Iowa over that same span, uh, sixth in the Big Ten across the board. Iowa's zone has really come unglued here in recent games. For their last five, they've given up at least 1.14 points per possession to the opposition. Uh, they have now dropped to number 122 nationally on the year in adjusted defensive efficiency. That is going to be uh, really the great eliminator for them and probably bounce them potentially early in the tournament. They have got to right some of those wrongs and tighten up defensively, but they're not showing any signs that they're actually going to do that. Rutgers has won four straight Great. And I think with Harper, Young, Mathis, Mulcahy, all four of those guys for Rutgers shoot 35-plus percent from along the arc, and a lot of those shots are going to be unchallenged tonight. I think they're going to hold steady. I would not be at all shocked that they pull off a stunner and beat Iowa, and the Hawkeyes stub their toe once again. But all day long, my strongest bet on the board on this hump day edition of the Fade the Noise podcast, Rutgers plus six. Fade or follow. I will follow as well. We'll go five for five on the follows today. Uh, Iowa has lost five in a row against the spread. And to me, that just shows that you got the wrong kind of trend going on. Um, they have failed to cover. Um, it, it's just it, their numbers are going south, as you said. They just have not looked good. They need to figure out how to get right. And I don't think that against Rutgers, that's the game that they're going to wind up doing it with. So to me, if you've got some points for me, I got the time. And therefore, oh. I will take Rutgers with those points because I do think they'll keep it close. Maybe not outright, as you said, but I do think this is one where I Iowa just something's not right um, and until they get it figured out they're going to keep sliding and they're going to keep failing to cover well maybe uh, Mount Fran will erupt much like Chris Beard did last night if things don't go right and I'm here for that I love Absolutely. the Mount Fran eruptions <laughs> <laughs> I would love that my man all right let's put this pot on ice amigo give me a hump day hockey selection or two 
We've only got two games tonight. Uh, we had seven last night uh, in the uh, National Hockey League, but only two tonight. Both of them are early, one of them on NBCSN, if you decide you want to watch. Uh, Rangers hosting Bruins. That's the first game at 7 o'clock Eastern. I actually think the Rangers have got a shot to win this and actually pull an upset on the money line. But instead of that, I'm going to take the puck line at the plus one and a half with the Rangers trying to keep it close at home. And if you want to parlay that together with Montreal, who uh, is at a minus Minus 105 on the money line for a 730 puck drop. Put those two together. You wind up with a plus 206 on the parlay, my friend. So a nice little play with only two games. Hard to be able to just go one and one. So I'm going to put those two together in that kind of parlay. Rangers on the puck line, plus one and a half. Montreal on the money line for a plus 206. Total. Beautiful. Beautiful. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there as well at Noisy Wavos. Drop us a rating and a review and check out FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com and FTNBets.com for all of your fantasy sports and sports betting content needs. Use that promo code Evans E-V-A-N-S to score 10% off your subscription today. And as always, until tomorrow, fade or follow. That is up to you. Fade. The noise.